Hello, everyone. By now, you pretty much have had to have heard that the summer's big movie is Batman Returns. In its first couple of weeks, it has already grossed more than $100 million at the box office, and it is already creating controversy. Some parents contend that Batman Returns, which is rated PG-13, is actually being marketed for younger children, and the movie is just too violent. Let's get an expert opinion on that from USA Today's junior movie critic, 10-year-old Danny Slasky. Please welcome Danny. It was very violent. It was a total attack against kids, the whole movie. Everything that kids love was being used against them. Like what? Clowns. Even the penguin had a ducky boat. So and things that kids could identify presents with. Presents and mobiles. All that type of stuff were using to hurt kids and capture kids. Penguin's total goal was to hurt kids. You think it was scary then? Definitely for kids. Yeah, for you? Um, I was I was actually a little bit scared, and I have never been scared of a movie like this before. Yeah. I came out of Terminator 2, fine. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what, what do you think about the possibility of younger kids seeing this movie? You're 10, and it frightened you. It's just not for younger kids. Um, Penguin always had goop coming out of his mouth. Um, Catwoman took her claws and played tic-tac-toe on a man's face. It was just so violent for kids. One movie shines above the rest this summer. Batman Returns. Better than the first. One of the most creative and absolutely riveting films I've ever seen. Joel Siegel, Good Morning America. Batman Returns. Rated PG-13. Now play. Critics rave about Batman Returns. Hey, stud. Funny. I thought we had something together. Explosively entertaining. Keaton flies higher than ever. Viper's perfect. I saw her. DeVito's dynamite. This is the summer movie of all time. You've got to see it twice. Gotta fly. Batman Returns. Directed by Tim Burton. Rated PG-13. Now playing. Dig the car. This is why Superman works alone. Good to see you all among the living. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Talon Mix. It is a Smallville recap podcast normally, but it is Zach. Can you sing that song for me that I now like very much? No, 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 not Smallville. That is correct, because we've been talking about. <laughs> all of the theatrically released films that Batman is headlining. Weirdly, a significant number of qualifiers there. <laughs> of theatrically released films that Batman is the main character of, kind of, except for maybe this movie. This movie still counts, obviously. But... His name is in the title. Right. His name is in the title. <laughs> no Jokers, no Sue, no, nothing Batman adjacent. No. Just Batman no. movies. You know, young Batman is in Joker for no reason whatsoever than to be like, ah? Honest ah. to God, I don't remember that. I saw that movie one time. Are you? Come on, you're ready for the sequel. You're lining up. 
You're chomping at the bit. I am gonna see it. I am gonna yeah, I see think that it. Is, it's like a it's like a morbid curiosity. I I'm not gonna get away with not seeing it. So in so maybe they've won. Maybe they have won. You know what I mean? <laughs> like what else is I I can't I can't specify on my ten dollars that this is protest money, you know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, all goes to the same. I bank can't account. I can't make it go somewhere else because I don't think the movie will be good. <laughs> yeah, you can't give him the money and be like, yeah, but I'm kidding. Right. <laughs> okay. But I'm kidding. Right, right, right. <laughs> the thing about Joker is it's not even like bad. It's just nothing. It's just no, nothing. No, it's, it's well-made nothing with no point of view. No just point of view. well-made, well-made, I want to make something important. I don't know how. A swimming pool. This looks... is my impression of people who do know how. A swimming pool looks deep if you ain't ever seen the ocean. Like that's <laughs> that's yeah. Joker to the T. Um, I wonder if we were to revisit it. I wonder if we'd be kinder to it. I've only I only saw it the one time. Look, I I didn't hate it. I no, it's not even not, that. No. It's not that. No, bad. it's. I mean, Joaquin Phoenix is a great actor and he's good in it, but there's just, there's no there there. It's, it never answers why, why, what's interesting about this? It's, it's, yeah, you're right. That's the cartoon guy, the cartoon clown man who fights the cartoon Batman. (laughs) You know what? Uh, Cartoon clown man, not as interesting without the cartoon Batman. No. No, no, he is not. No, he is not. Um, But we're not here to talk about Joker. This week, we are talking about 1992's Batman Returns, directed by Tim Burton. And Zach, my 30,000 foot view, I don't think it gets better than this. No, this is all downhill. We've got, and our downhill is still a slate of like really good fucking movies. Yeah. There are minimal i'm not at all dreading many of the movies we have coming up but oh man best batman movie maybe is already a lock yeah i it's between this and one other movie right basically right right one and one other movie has to to not be fighting for second or to not be like just clinching into second has to really hold up to a rewatch yes for sure <laughs> To not just be a great movie, because it's a great movie. Which would shock probably a lot of people who are fans of these movies, because I think there's two types of people. There's people who think Batman Returns is the pinnacle of comic book movies, and there's people who think that's an insane thing to think. We are... We're the former. Maybe this podcast would be more interesting if we were both, like, if one of us was one and one of us was the other. No, we're both... We're both. No, no, no. This is a perfect, excellent movie. (laughs) Every time Hollywood spits out another CGI shit fest (laughs) superhero movie, this movie gets better. Like, so it's like growing. This whole movie is just sitting there going, like, are you kidding me? They put this out? Did. Did Warner see this before you put this out? <laughs> I'm so glad you didn't because it's amazing. <laughs> this is this is kind of the equivalent of this movie being greenlit. 
imagine it's 2002. Spider-Man has just set box office records. A studio executive meets with Sam Raimi. He's like, hey, Sam, we want you back for two. What are your ideas? And he's like, all right, all right. I want to do Doc Ock. And they're like, great, great. We love Doc Ock. Awesome. We love Doc Ock. Perfect. He's like, yeah, but instead of mechanical arms, octopus arms, they're real octopus arms. <laughs> and they're like, okay, okay, okay. So like the science experiment went wrong and he grew octopus arms. We can no, work no, no, with no. that, whatever you want. We did, we no, did the organic. He was born with it. Okay, okay, okay. Like I, like the X-Men. Like it's like a mutant. Like he's, he's, he's born with these mutant octopus arms that have powers that like stretch and are really strong. No, no powers. They just look really weird. He's just a deformed child at birth. He's a fucking freak. He's just a fucking yeah. nasty little freak. Okay, so what, what happens um, after he's born? Well, his parents throw him in a river because he's ugly and they don't like him. <laughs> are you are what are are you writing this down <laughs> yeah yeah uh sam take some time yeah think about it take some time truly chew on this what's what's doc ock's evil plan well he wants to drown all the children in new york <laughs> it is <laughs> and you can see, like, so basically what happened here was, if we didn't talk about it enough last time, Batman was a enormous success. Just everyone at Warner Brothers got to buy a new house because of Batman. <laughs> yes. And then there was, this, obviously, of course, let's do another one. Timmy, baby. Let's keep the dream team together. Let's do another well, Batman. And it's not just Batman. He had also had Edward Scissorhands right after, which was also a big hit. Right. And like, if you're going to make a movie about a boy with Scissorhands a big hit, you know, you're, you could do anything, right? It's, by all accounts, Tim Burton, a hot director. Why wouldn't you get him back? And they didn't, it's not like today. They didn't contract him for like two, three, four movies. So they had to renegotiate. And yeah. Tim Burton gets to come to the table with, hey, you know all your new houses you're living in because of the last movie I made? I'm going to get a little more power coming into this yeah. one. <laughs> yeah. uh, Batman There's not going to be any Prince songs in this movie. <laughs> right, right. Um, it's This is Tim Burton for this film. Uh, as opposed to the first one, he got final script approval. He got yep. final edit. Uh, basically full control, story control, everything. It was like, I'm the boss. John Peters, uh, producer of Batman, who was Batman was John Peters' baby. We've talked about John Peters, of course, on the last episode. We talked about him in our Superman Returns episode in, return, in regards to Superman Lives. John Peters downgraded to executive producer and not allowed on set. Because that's what you get when you get fuck you Tim Burton money. It was like, get that fucking guy off my set. <laughs> I, I love they just said, here's all the power. Do whatever you want with this movie. This huge property. And then Brian... It's never happened again. It's never, it will <laughs> never, 
It's it has not happened before this. It will never <laughs> happen again. Warner Brothers, from a business perspective, made a mistake. <laughs> from an art perspective, we're all better off for it. But from like yes. guys in suits yes. in a boardroom, uh oh. <laughs> At what point do you think they knew? Oh no, it's like <laughs> I I I'm willing to bet. A lot of people were giving it the benefit of the doubt up until, and the movie still made money. That's worth no, noting. It's, this was yeah, still it a was success. well received. It was right. well received. It Critics made a lot liked of money. it. It made a lot of money. It just didn't make Batman money, right? And and it, it had I, some controversy. Well, we should probably get into at some point McDonald's, the yeah. McDonald's. Of you it can all. you can see maybe why they didn't see the backlash coming because Batman is pretty dark. Mm, mm. It's dark. There's murder and there's violence. It doesn't look like the 60s TV show, despite being very much like it. There's just not drowning children violence. There's not throw a deformed penguin baby into the river during the dead of winter violence. It's if you somehow missed Batman 89 and just went straight from Batman 1966 to Batman 1992, it would be like, what the fuck is this? What the fuck is this? (laughs) Is this still fucking Batman? (laughs) Oh, brother. I mean, I can't imagine, like, my mom took me to see this movie, um, op- I think opening weekend. Wow. Uh, me and my older brother. And w- we knew it was going to be fucked up because it was all over the news. And I'd already seen the other one way too young. And But I can't imagine, like, a mom who was, like, borderline not sure if they should take their kid to it. But then was like, oh, okay. And then went... I can't imagine what is going through her head. Yeah. Watching this movie unfold. I'm like, I'm sure many parents left, like they left halfway through. It's so I was, I was, you're not that much older than me. I do a handful of years. Uh, But it was, that's when you're a kid, it's enough of a gap that it wasn't really an issue for my parents of like, we weren't, it wasn't enough on our radar um even though we still had several batman returns toys (laughs) um though that all bled in with the animated series and everything so like never really were we like we want to see batman returns if it was available it would have just been on our tv um so i don't see batman returns until after forever and and robin i remember um I'm in Florida. I'm at my grandparents for the week and we're at a blockbuster as I think we did every day while we were there. Yeah. Um, yeah. And then like, I love Batman forever. I love Batman and Robin. I haven't seen this one. Fuck it. I want Batman returns. I get till the penguin biting the nose scene. And I'm like, I do not want to watch this movie anymore. (laughs) (laughs) I was the penguin biting the nose scene. I was in the theater with my older brother, he's five years older than me, so he would have been, I was six, so he would have been 11, and my mom. And in that scene, uh, the the guy's talking shit, and Penguin says, it could be worse, my nose could be gushing blood. <laughs> and then right when he says that, both my mom and my brother knew, they both go, close your eyes, close your eyes. 
I think this like, was they all must have through known. the press. Yeah, it, it he, must have been. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, and, yeah. And I closed my eyes. I didn't see the nose biting until uh, it came out on VHS because I was like, nope, don't want to see it. So this movie, what an insane thing to have in the movie. What an insane thing to have in a Batman movie. I'm just, and it's funny in retrospect as a 35 year old man, it's not that bad. By it, it, it's not. I, it, there's blood squirting out of his nose. It's though. pretty it's, fucking it's rough pretty... if you're six. <laughs> It's not like he bites him and then they cut to a bloody nose. The blood geysers out. It's it was the most intense thing I'd probably seen in a movie up until that point. (laughs) Yeah. Yep. um, No, I was fully I did not at the time. I don't think I then saw the rest of the movie until after Batman Begins came out and I'm in high school. Uh, And then I revisit Batman. like, Oh, this is the best Batman movie. It is, I mean, oh, it's so good. It's, it's so good. Oh, I guess. So before we get into it, um, before we get into the recap, I do want to talk about this movie's relationship with McDonald's. Yeah, it's this is a, so huge, huge. Batman, huge, huge movie. McDonald's, huge, huge brand partnering machine. Obviously, of course, this is going to be a match made in fucking commercial heaven. I think McDonald's converts several of their stores to Gotham City McDonald's going all out for Batman Returns. Marketing this movie to children. Mm. Who... Mm -hmm. Maybe this maybe this movie's not for. It's a weird Tim Burton movie that happens to have Batman on the cover. <laughs> it's um so McDonald's faces a huge backlash of why are you marketing this movie for adults? For adults two children to which mcdonald's i think had some sort of thing of like well we're marketing the character of batman not attendance to the film batman returns which is the most okay (laughs) yeah i saw the commercials on youtube last week there's they're straight up batman returns mcdonald's commercials it's not i i I think i i will include the audio to a couple of those excellent in on maybe on the bumper ends of Uh, this permanently changed McDonald's policy of partnering with movies of McDonald's needs to see the movie before they would partner with a movie. I mean, that's ultimately what did Tim Burton and these kinds of movies in is not the box office. Cause even though it wasn't as big as Batman, it was still, I think the it was number profitable. One it was profitable. Yeah. Year. It was huge. Right. Um, and it's not the creative part cause it was well received. It's the toy money, toy money. Right. McDonald's money, angry right. parents. Which changes... They, I mean, they, all the Batman money came from toys and tie-in shit. And right. if you can't get... If you're going to be in trouble for marketing that to kids, then you're fucked. Right. It's, which would permanently change the course of the Batman franchise for the, the back half of this specific series of Batman Forever, I think, hangs on to some integrity as a movie. I, I think oh, yeah. I think no, we'd yeah. argue Batman Forever is a good movie. Uh, yeah. yeah. But then it would go further into Batman and Robin, which is not and is a toy well, commercial. Uh, it's it's someone said this about the James Bond movies is every Bond movie is a overreaction to the previous. 
Wow, that's a good way to put it. Yes. Yeah, and that's what's going on with Batman, right? You yes. know, you have this one is too dark, so then they go lighter with Batman Forever. That one's a huge hit. And so they're like, people like this light fun. Let's go even more. Right. And then it's like, oh, yeah, but you forgot to make it good. This you forgot to make shit. it good. <laughs> and then, of Which, course, Batman Begins is a reaction to Batman and Robin and right. so on and so forth. Right. Funny. Yeah, that's that's the way it goes. Um, I, uh, I'm trying to think of any other like interesting facts before we get into the recap, but I, I think those will come up as we recap it. Yeah, right? sure. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. so we, we, uh, we talked about it. it. We're maybe not as into the Wikipedia recaps right now. The, we've had good luck on Wikipedia before we've had less. Luck. I have found a recap on um, another fandom on the just the Batman fandom block and I think that's gonna lead us a little more just so we don't have to play wait 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 we've missed so many scenes it's a little more of a right. detailed recap which is what we like to do yeah, a little bit to don't get me wrong part of its laziness and we didn't want to write our own but it it does create some sort of experience if you if you haven't seen Batman Returns in a while. It's like we're re-experiencing it together. <laughs> That's why we like the detailed recaps. And if you haven't ever seen Batman Returns, this is going to sound like crazy talk gibberish. Because it is. This is a crazy talk <laughs> gibberish movie. This in so the best way. It's, oh, in the best way. I mean, that is nothing but a compliment. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, so we get our first. This Wikipedia summary, Zach, is broken into chapters. Yes, uh, yes. Our first know. chapter here is the Cobblepot Air. <laughs> <laughs> we have a quote here to open it up. I was the number one son, but they treated me like number two, the penguin. <laughs> The story begins 33 years ago at Christmas time in a mansion in Gotham City. Oh my God, we pull, like we get the snow, we're pulling in on the Cobblepot Manor, which we know because we get the the iron wrought gate that says Cobblepot. Wonderful model. Wonderful so, model. Oh, the model work across this whole movie. We can't stop to compliment every piece of model work no, here because it's all it's so incredible good. model work. It's so good. The um the sets here, they had um they knew a sequel was coming. They knew this movie was gonna like Batman was gonna do well. So they um in in uh, the UK, where Batman was shot, they paid to store all of the Gotham City sets. Um, and then it turned out it was cheaper to film somewhere else, and they ended up having to rebuild everything anyway. <laughs> well, they filmed it in in indoor studio in Burbank. Right. And it's like hot outside, but they had to keep that fucking set really cold. Right. Like a whole... That just sounds like so much work. This movie looks... Batman looks good. This movie looks so much better than Batman on every level. Every no level. No Batman movie will ever look this good again. Has Never, ever again. This good again. Never again. Never again. I mean, the Batman looks really good. 
The Dark Knight, those movies look really good. I don't think anything's going to top this. No. This, I this, think the it's sets. You just, they're just not going to build sets like this like, no, ever again. No, it's never. It, mix of like practical with matte paintings just adds to this like fantasy realism that the, the movie's going for. And yes. it's. Oh, it's really fucking incredible. So the wealthy Cobblepots have just given birth to a child, but it is shown that there is something horribly wrong. Um, we see the uh, the Cobblepot parents uh, here. Uh, Pee Wee Herman. Pee Wee Herman, uh, which is a fun, uh, a fun nod. Um, to Tim Burton's directorial debut, Pee-wee's Big Adventure. This, apparently, uh, Tim Burton would have liked for this to have been Burgess Meredith, which would have been fun. Uh, Burgess Meredith was very ill at the time of this film and was not able to participate. Uh, but I, I like that it's Paul Rubens. Uh, yeah, me too. It's You know, that was... He was going through his rough time at when this came out. Correct, so it's, correct. Uh, and nowadays they would have airbrushed him out or something. But. <laughs> <laughs> Except Paul Rubin's innocent. <laughs> yeah, 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 exactly. Masturbating in a porn theater, guys. <laughs> right? Yeah. That's <laughs> hey, guys. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> today, yeah, today he would not have gotten in trouble. I mean, he wouldn't be in a. He would have been in his home. <laughs> but exactly, yeah. <laughs> Okay, so uh, they soon decide to abandon the child by dropping it into the sewers after an incident where their new- yeah. after after an incident where their newborn attacked their pet cat and dragged it into his cage. That yeah. leads it to believe that like oh, it's specifically that he ate a cat, but like no, it's just no, 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 beautiful, no. wonderful. They're at the it, this whole opening is silent. Right, uh, we yeah. just have Danny Elfman's bum 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 score, and they're standing at the window, and they look they look proper and rich as they look backwards at the cage containing their horrible infant. It's the fairy tale magical realism vibes here are yeah. so good. If you can't tell, it's this is going to be nothing but us just gushing about how good this movie yes. is. Yeah, I have no notes on this movie. <laughs> I think we'll have some fun with some logic questions. Plenty of <laughs> that them. You're not, Plenty that you're not them. supposed to ask, but right. we're going to because we need to have some fun here. Right. Um, I, I love the uh, scene here. We see in, in the snowy park here uh, that has all the, the amazing artifice of an indoor set. Uh, they're pushing the stroller through the park. They're in black. The, it's a very Tim Burton-y black bassinet. They... Uh, um, Another couple with a bassinet are coming by. They're in all white. The bassinet is all white. And they're like, Merry Christmas. And the uh, the Cobblepots just silently keep pushing their terrible baby along. Uh, this movie's insane. This is how we're opening a Batman movie. Yes, for those keeping score at home, this movie opens with a baby eating a cat. <laughs> Christopher Nolan would never. No, and then the parents of that baby uh, decide to murder him by throwing him into a river in the dead of winter. Got to do what you got to do. Here's uh, my question. Yeah. Was no one like, hey, didn't you have a kid? 
it's uh they don't live that long <laughs> didn't you have a baby didn't you have a baby it's i have a baby that baby's on the fucking grid dude eventually yeah, I, I, exactly i I could have sworn you had a baby. Nope, nope. I'm your doctor. I could have sworn I was there. Rich, it's different for rich people. It's different for for rich people. Penguin boy. Oh, yeah, that's true. (laughs) It was back in the day. They could have been like, he died of, you know, cholera or whatever the fuck. Right. (laughs) Pneumonia. He got pneumonia because we threw him into a river. Uh, so as the baby's basket rushes through the sewers, the credits roll, and eventually the child comes to rest at the feet of a group of emperor penguins from the zoo. I, the opening here is so fucking good. And it's so, it, is. it really sets the tone of like, this isn't a Batman movie the way we understand that now. This is a Tim Burton movie that right has Batman in it. You're getting you're getting something different this time around. That's what we're saying. Um, Burton talked about how he didn't he wasn't we we you know we talked last week. Batman's a very good movie. It's a very good movie. Burton wasn't stoked about it. And I don't disagree necessarily with his criticisms of his own movie. Um well, it's a Batman's a work for hire movie. Yes, he, he infuses with a lot of Burton touches, but this is a Burton movie. This is a Tim Burton movie. So he didn't want to do a sequel unless a he connected with the material, b he had full control over it, and damn dude, damn dude, he used it real hard. <laughs> I love it. Uh, all right. Um, nope. Sorry. I just want to say, remember the uh, self-contained sequel? Remember that? I only, only vaguely, only in a distant past, pleasant memory. Not only is it not setting up other movies, but you don't even really have to have seen the movie before it. No. To enjoy it. Maybe no. to get one or two references, but barely. It's uh, mainly just. I've seen. This works on its own. I've seen this movie a hundred times. I've seen Batman single digit times. You know, <laughs> like they don't have to come in pair in a pair. And they kept doing. I mean, the Batman Forever is the same way, right? Stand, right. Standalone, couple references, but standalone. It's, God, that was cool. It's was <laughs> I, you know, I, I, and we'll gush about them. I, I think we're both big fans of the Christopher Nolan trilogy, uh, and not that I don't think someone if they just came into Dark Knight would be confused. You know what I mean? No, yeah. Um, you you get it. It gives you everything you need. But there's something to like a James Bondianness to a Batman. Right. Like you, Batman. You know Batman. And here's a Batman adventure. Uh, I mean, look, we can have both. I like I like having the serialized movie sequel, but the problem is that's all we get now. We don't get the old school, which is like, hey, this is just another adventure with the character you like. That's That's what sequels used to mainly just be that Dirty Harry, Lethal Weapon, Die Hard, whatever. This is just another one of these with different flavor. Confused me like the the. 17th time we rebooted Spider-Man. Like, do we need to like do, can you just take our cultural understanding of Spider-Man and just like here's a Spider-Man movie, you know? It like doesn't right, have yeah. to necessarily be in like direct connection to any other continuity. Like we we fucking know who Spider-Man is. Like just make a Spider-Man I mean, these, story. 
the, these Batman movies is the same thing as the James Bond movies up until Brosnan, which is different actors, but technically it's the same continuity. They're referencing stuff that happens in previous movies, like a, a little bit, right. same cast kind of pops up, but who gives a fuck? Right, right. Who gives a fuck? It's take it's, it or leave it. It's, it's the take it or leave it continuity. Right. It's the t- yeah. And the only other franchise I think that would do is X Men. <laughs> X Men would be so sloppy that it's just sort of like yeah, I don't, I don't fucking know. This movie is this movie. <laughs> yeah, except for they also try to they have they try to have their cake and eat it too with X Men a little bit yeah, as it goes along. <laughs> definitely a million percent. Uh, these are. <laughs> These are prequels to the X Men movies, unless you notice any incontinuities, in which case it's not. Right, yeah. So- yeah. <laughs> There's time travel. All sorts of stuff can happen. Yeah, you know. Okay, next chapter, Zach. The lighting of the tree ceremony. Ah. 33 years later, it is Christmas time again in Gotham as the ambitious but ruthless business tycoon Max Shrek gives a speech at the tree lighting ceremony. Max Shrek, of course, is Christopher Walken, just in mm, chef's kiss mode. <laughs> oh, so good. Um, playing like a playing like a smarter Donald Trump. I of, uh, got very much Donald Trump vibes through this rewatch. Donald Trump, and uh, sorry to get political just for a second, is like a combination of the Penguin and Max Shrek. Very much so. Very <laughs> much so. I, I, but Max Shrek is also like the political entity that pushed Donald Trump forward in order to get what they right, wanted, much right. like Max Shrek yeah. does with the... The Penguin is much more Donald Trump than Max Shrek if is, this, I think. If this movie was today, Max Shrek would just be running for office himself, right? Correct. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think we miss here a in, in this summary, a scene in a boardroom where we are introduced to Max Shrek, we are introduced to Michelle Pfeiffer, Selena Kyle. Um, yes. And, and uh, the boardroom, Brian, that the background is a big old model in the background of Gotham City. Oh, it looks gorgeous. It gorgeous. Looks gorgeous. Um, also, most importantly, we are missing an introduction to Chip. Chip <laughs> is Christopher Walken's Max Shrek's gargantuan, colossal mongoloid son. <laughs> Who is also doing a Christopher Walken impression? Like, Dad, we have to get to the tree lighting ceremony. Yeah, he's like, Dad, we got to go bring <laughs> gifts to the masses. It's like almost an Arnold. Like. <laughs> it's, I can't, but be- I feel like I've been sleeping on ship for years. It was rewatching for this show that I'm like, ship, ship, you beautiful hunk of a man. <laughs> Brian, did you notice, I think it's in the scene when we flash back to the office and Selena Kyle realizes she forgot the speech or he forgot the speech or mm. whatever. Did you notice the pictures of Max Shrek with famous celebrities hanging on his wall? I know exactly where you're going. Please continue. There are uh, is a picture of him with Elvis, with Sammy Davis Jr., and a picture of Max Shrek with Arnold Schwarzenegger. So the question is, Brian, in the universe of this movie, is that Arnold Schwarzenegger or is that Victor Freeze? A phenomenal question. I choose to believe that it is Victor Freeze. It's got to be Victor <laughs> it's, Freeze. It's got to be. It's got to be Victor Freeze. <laughs> 
He's like a young Nobel winner or whatever. He's like a scientist. <laughs> Harvey Dent ripped. is going to change races, but that's Victor Freeze. <laughs> He's just ripped beyond I am a very large scientist. <laughs> I all I do is research and lift weights. <laughs> There is a golden here. Nah, not yet. <laughs> <laughs> a normal temperature. <laughs> oh, I can't uh, wait to get to that fucking Mr. Freeze. It's going to be fun. It's we're going to have fun. fun. I think there's going to be a lot of this the whole time. <laughs> yeah. Chill. We should do the whole podcast like this. <laughs> People will definitely listen to it. We will get a ton of these <laughs> This is a very good movie. <laughs> you are you are very good at impressions. I, 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 I feel like you have a specific like strike zone. And when you do, it's really good. <laughs> yeah, the, yeah. The range isn't there, but I'm going to in within my strike Anyone, zone. like everyone has like an Anud. I'm just doing like right. anyone's Anud. You yeah. have a more subtly like good Arnold. <laughs> You're you're doing the Conan like right. <laughs> right, right. I'm I'm doing the Arnold anyway. Your Arnold's like pretty good. Yeah, well, my Arnold's like running for office, right? Yeah. <laughs> it's going to be a total recall election. More of that when Arnold comes into the Batman franchise. Yes. Okay. So, uh, Max Shrek is giving a speech during the tree lighting ceremony. The speech is soon disrupted by a criminal group of clowns known as the Red Triangle Gang. Although Batman is summoned and able to restore order, Shrek is kidnapped amidst the chaos. Uh, So, go ahead. I love the bat signal scene in this. I was going to say, we talk about, in this Batman series, we're kind of talking about nominating the best of whatever. Yeah. I think this is the front runner for best Batman intro. Oh, yeah. In any of the 17 minutes into this movie. Right. <laughs> but 17 minutes in, and it just is so simple and tells you everything you need to know about the character. If, there, if you yes. hadn't seen another Batman movie, this explains everything. There He's, is a uh, series I like uh, called Mr. Sunday Movies, and they, they were talking about Batman Returns. And they, they criticized, jokingly, of course, having fun, uh, uh, Bruce Wayne's just sitting there waiting for the bat signal to go up. He's not, like, even reading a book or anything. Yeah. That's yeah. the whole point. Bruce Wayne just sits in his fucking big chair. Yeah. In the dark. In the dark. (laughs) And then he comes alive when the bat's like, yeah. Yes. And and it's not like he's hibernating. He looks glum like he's just sitting there bored. Yes. Like, I'm sad and bored because unless I'm being Batman, I hate my life and myself. Right. It's that's so so good. It's so. No, it's exactly. Make no mistake. He is sitting in that fucking chair waiting for that bat signal to hit his face. Yeah. And yeah, the way that people said it in that is like it was an accident that they did that. That's how it feels. Like, like, and of course it's not. Of course it's not. That's that's exactly their take on the character. Now, meanwhile, just (laughs) meanwhile. The bat signal hits the air, and then in at Maine Winter, at 
What did I say? <laughs> Maine Wanner. No, you said Wayne Manor. I thought you said it right. I feel like I said Maine Wanner. <laughs> At Wayne Manor, these large like spotlight things like boom reflect the bat signal too. So who were the contractors Bruce Wayne got in there? Like, um, <laughs> he does it all himself. I just, I just, I just want to know when it's going up. Yeah. I just think it's good yeah, to know when it's, it's going up. Do Don't ask me. fucking questions. That said, you yeah. throw enough zeros on that bats? check, there are contractors who won't ask <laughs> questions. Are those bats? No, don't worry about it. I don't, I don't know what you're talking about. Yeah, it's real obvious when the light shines to someone's mansion. <laughs> Just make sure I can't miss it. I don't care or anything. Just make sure I really know every time the bat signal goes up. Thanks. All right, let me know when you're done uh, building that. I'll be in my study. Just sitting in the dark. That's it. That's all I have. That's all I do. <laughs> <laughs> So Batman is summoned and is able to restore order. Uh, Max Shrek is kidnapped amidst the chaos. Um, the uh, <laughs> There's some great Batman action here. The bat suit looks better, than, way better than it did in the previous yeah. movie. Yeah. Um, I believe conditional to Michael Keaton's return as Batman, there had to be a zipper in the costume. He had to be able to go pee. Yeah, that's Which, fair. You that's know what? Fair. fair, and the costume looks better. <laughs> so, <laughs> I How don't do you see feel the outside about the, here. Uh, the ab area. It's like in the first movie, they were like fake abs, and now it's like a more like a futuristic. It looks like, more body armory. I think yes. it looks great. Yeah. I think the whole thing looks great. I think it looks. It excellent. looks so good. I, this it is a great so Batman outfit. Um, no notes. I have no notes. Batman <laughs> <laughs> um, here, a real liberal with the murder. Just a just no. Oh yeah, he was in the last one. He continues to be in this one. No, like no He's, killing for Batman here. No, he sets a dude on fire. Yep. With the, to be with fair, the fucking Batmobile. <laughs> Yeah, to be fair, that guy was setting other people on fire. He was right, you know, dressed right. as the devil spewing fire out. You're asking to be set on fire, buddy. Got it. Hey, how, that's how it goes. Um, but yeah, Batman, no worries here. Just, but yeah, some people fucking die. And I love this this sequence. It's not like a great action sequence, but it's great pandemonium. You have a circus, yes. a gang of circus freaks attacking the city. Right. And it's it's just a feast. It's a visual feast. And to, to that point, I don't think there's a great action scene across the two movies. It's hard no. when your hero can't move. <laughs> right. Right. And I, you know, I never thought a Batman movie had to be an action movie. I know it, that's I kind of the, the expectation now, but I don't think it should. Should necessarily be. I I definitely, you know, I've never thought of it that much, but like, I agree. And I think we'll obviously talk about when we get to it. I think the Batman, uh, the most recent Batman movie really did it of like, it's a lot of Batman around dusty old tomes, like doing detective yeah, work. Totally. <laughs> yes. And that's what I want. I want. Yes. I want like Batman. I want atmosphere. And then give me one or two action sequences. That's fine. There right. was a great car chase in that movie. Batman's action sequences can be in a car. Yeah. Okay. So Shrek is kidnapped amidst the chaos and is brought to their leader, a short, deformed man known as 
the penguin. You and I have talked about the penguin uh, in this movie, and I I have read that they kept the penguin pretty secret. His sort of fucked up nature. He's he's a fucked up little freak in this movie. <laughs> um, you're a little more caught, and I I remember. Um, there was a whole thing around, just from what I've read, they, action figures were based more around, like, the comic Penguin, because they didn't they have... They nothing like... They, they didn't, didn't have the mold like for Danny DeVito's fucked up Penguin. Um, though, from how you remember it, which I, I believe is more accurate, that's not quite true how well, it's sort of stated on the internet. Well, it's not like they hit him completely. They right. he was in he was on the poster and in some of the ads, but I think on the poster and in the ads it's mostly him with like the top hat, like the more pen- traditional penguin look. Right. It's, that he doesn't have for a lot of this movie. I um I I've gone I've looked at a handful of the TV spots, the audio of which I w- I will include uh in this podcast. Um and it seems like they've upped the color grading on him a little bit to not look like such a fucking freak. In, like, yeah, it's not so pale. And, yeah. He looks like a Tim Burton monster in this movie. <laughs> It's, He's got like, what is like, bl- like green, black goo in his mouth? Yeah, like, yeah. <laughs> it, what is it? It's just green, black, fucking Tim Burton goo. <laughs> uh, that nose, the nose, very. I assume uh, Burton works with the same maybe makeup artist. Um, it, it looks very similar to uh, in Beetlejuice when Alec Baldwin and Gene Davis like pull their faces into weird cones. That yeah. nose is very very similar to that um and uh it's he's a little fucking freak it and the penguin the the comic character of the penguin the 60s character of the penguin is a is a crime boss his whole thing right. is he's a crime boss burton reinterpreted the penguin as what if he's a nasty little fucking freak <laughs> it's um who was raised by a penguin who was raised by penguins? Um, I can I look what? up? Or sorry, go ahead. I was going to say, what's going on at the Gotham Zoo, Brian? I, I'm under the impression this is an abandoned zoo. Are there? So they apparently just left zoos? the penguins there. <laughs> I was going to say, don't they tear them down? Like this place has fallen into some disrepair. Gotham, to be fair, sucks. <laughs> Is is this like a Jurassic Park situation? Like something bad happened there and they just abandoned yeah, it? Yeah, yeah. That, that, um, can I read to you, uh, this is from Letterboxd. Um, there's a film critic, Matt Singer, who I've been a fan of for a long time, uh, has this Letterboxd review that I think is is very insightful. Uh, Even as a kid, I recognized that Penguin was intended as Batman's dark double, but I didn't fully process just how thoroughly Burton gives him an anti-Batman origin story. Instead of his parents dying, Penguin's parents try to kill him. 
Instead of growing up in opulent Wayne Manor, he grows up in the sewers. But how did the penguins get him out of that covered bassinet? Question mark, exclamation point, question mark. Rather than putting on a costume to disguise himself as an animal, Penguin is an actual bird man, one without the unexpected virtue of ignorance, who cloaks himself in the trappings of a respectable political leader. That's pretty fun. I think that's yeah. fun. <laughs> yeah, definitely intentional. Right? Yes, yes. Because um, and then, and then Catwoman, which we'll get into, is also a mirror of Batman. Right. right? It's there's a lot of talk around how you know, we we've done it ourselves because it, it's fun. How Batman is more of a supporting character in this story, um, but to tell Batman's villains are how you tell a Batman story. Yes. Batman is reflected through his villains. That's not a coincidence. That's not a failing. That is, Batman is only as interesting as his villains who reflect him. Yes. And I I don't, I've never thought that was a good argument. Batman's not in it enough. (laughs) It's like Batman, a movie called Batman is not just about Batman. It's about his world. Right. Which is rich. Batman alone is not interesting. The villains are what make him interesting. Okay? There's a there's a reason we're still make we're still making Batman movies and we're not doing Dick Tracy movies, you know? <laughs> right. Exactly. Yes. It's, yes. Man, there's a lot of shit there. It is a dense, rich mythology. Uh, that, as I talked about in our Batman Night 66 episode, we continue to add to, like, the continuous voices adding to this melting pot of our cultural understanding of Batman. Um, and that I think is at its richest in Batman Returns. Um, should we move on? Yeah. Okay. The Penguin informs Shrek of the reason he has taken him. He wishes to gain acceptance in Gotham's high society and needs Shrek's influence to help help him achieve this. This is a classic Tim Burton kind of motif of the freak who seeks acceptance from the larger world. Unlike a lot of other... uh, Tim Burton characters. Penguin actually is a nasty little freak with ill intentions. Right. Well, he's not he's, Edward he Scissorhands. Would, yeah. He's not. <laughs> no, the damage, the damage, uh, is not something that he's overcoming. It's like, <laughs> right. He is he a nasty, real bad little up. freak. <laughs> yeah, he's mad. Right. Right. Um. So he needs Shrek's influence to help him achieve this. Shrek is skeptical, but the penguin blackmails him with incriminating evidence of his more dubious business practices. It's a great scene here. There's a, there's so many great lines here. I was watching it today to get hyped back. I watched it, of course, uh, with more attention uh, when we intended to record this weeks ago. Uh, and then I just had it on today. Uh, but the bit where... Um, He's like, oh, man, I have documents that your nuclear power plant actually isn't as like on the up and up as you say it is. And uh, uh, Christopher Walken says something to the effect of like, if I if there was anything to prove that I would have shredded the documents. Uh, yeah. And then Penguin pulls out uh, clearly a taped up document, just like a lot of tape and a lot of time. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you flush it. I flaunt it. <laughs> It's Danny DeVito is so 
good here. Yes. So if this good. movie were released today, he would be getting Oscar buzz. And should have then. Should have then in 1992. Yeah. Pfeiffer would have been the one I probably would have put everything behind. But uh, Oh, for sure. Yeah, her too. I mean... But, um. But DeVito here, it's uh, he, I think for lack of a better word, kind of got forced into method acting of uh, it took a long time to get into that outfit. There wasn't a lot he could do in it. And he was so off putting that he was kind of on his own a lot on set, which kind of let him build into this very off putting little fucking freak. I I think that was also a part of like hiding him from the press. So he was on his own a lot on set, uh, which made him a nasty little freak, a nasty little freak. Probably hiding him from Warner Brothers, too. (laughs) Yeah, right. Warner Brothers can't see. John Peters can't see this. (laughs) This is uh, Frank Reynolds from Always Sunny in Philadelphia as a Batman villain. (laughs) Just a nasty little sewer freak. Trying to game the system to get more, it's like notoriety. This this works completely in canon with "It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia," is what I'm saying. <laughs> <laughs> um, next chapter here on the wiki, we have time to reemerge. Oh, we're skipping over Catwoman, huh? Um, yeah, I guess so. I I, I see here. I think we got it in here. I think we we, we cover it. Maybe not quite sequentially, but I think it's all in here. Uh, Shrek arranges for the penguin to, quote-unquote, rescue the mayor's infant child from his own gang members. The plan works, and the penguin becomes a hero to all, except Bruce Wayne, who remains skeptical. The scene here is very funny. A clown freak takes the baby, flips up and down, up and down, up and down into the sewers, Gotta say, I have a baby. Don't do that. Don't do that with the baby. <laughs> ah, don't do that with the baby. The baby. The baby's pretty hardy. Don't get me wrong. My baby's hit her head on a lot of stuff. <laughs> a lot of. This stuff. is a well-trained acrobat, Brian. He's got it. He's got it under control. Mm, I. Do, do you see who he works for, Zach? <laughs> Um, if he was a well-trained acrobat he'd probably be using it to make money being an acrobat not doing crime (laughs) Um, and then uh the uh, the penguin emerges like I saved the baby and everyone's like he saved the baby and isn't like what? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Also, how did you just rise out of the sewer like that? <laughs> did you have a giant rubber ducky uh, underneath? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, but the people of Gotham eat it up, of course, except for Mister Bruce Wayne. The well, pe- first he's like he's watching on TV, and uh, Alfred—they're in this like the biggest living room of all time. The fireplace is the size of a house, right? And great like, fireplace. I really noticed the so, fireplace this time. So great. Bruce Wayne's watching TV of the the coverage, and Alfred's decorating a tree in the background. And Bruce Wayne's like, "I hope he finds his parents." And then he switches like later that night. He's driving around in the Batmobile, like, nah, I don't know. I don't know about this guy. I uh, I, talked I thought about, about it. I talked about it last time, but I love how 
uh, Michael Keaton's Batman is like comfortable with being just a weird little rich guy, uh, not trying to be like Christian Bale's Bruce Wayne and be like, oh, this isn't me. <laughs> like, yeah. Right. Meanwhile, yeah. Michael Keaton's Batman is perfectly comfortable sitting on the couch while Alfred decorates a tr- giant tree behind him. <laughs> <Yeah>. like, <laughs> In his little fucking ascot. <laughs> Alfred has a great line when when he is cruising the town as Batman, kind of keeping an eye on the penguin as he yeah. works in, in that records building. Um, first of all, Alfred calls him on what is basically FaceTime. And what I love about this is Alfred is ironing while he's talking to him. So even back then... FaceTime was used for this nonsense of like, yeah, I'm not just ironing some clothes. Just right, thought I'd check right, in. Right. Um, but Alfred has a great line where he's like, must you be the only lonely man beast in town? <laughs> <laughs> Alfred is another great line earlier in the movie. Uh, a paper boy is trying to sell him a newspaper. Um <laughs> says something to the effect of like this could be a nice diversion but most of the time it's a waste of time (laughs) Mm. yeah scold the kids selling (laughs) national inquirers my uh my grandfather uh in the middle of the depression like the depression sold the most newspapers on thanksgiving day and won a live turkey so imagine being his mother, his single mother with eight children, and your youngest comes home with a live turkey. Wow. Because <laughs> he sold the most newspapers. Amazing. Times were different, man. Times were different. Respect your paper boy if you ever see one. Um Okay. Uh, Okay. The uh, penguin asks to be allowed to find his parents and is given private access to the Gotham Hall of Records, where he spends all his time jotting down an apparently unrelated list of names. After this, he reveals his birth name of Oswald Cobblepot. And is <laughs> that's a, a t- speaking of good impressions. That's my Ooh, one. I can say Oswald Cobblepot. Like, <laughs> um, and that his parents were a wealthy arist- uh, uh, aristocratic couple who died under mysterious circumstances years earlier. That's it. I've never thought about that before. There is that detailed at all. The mysterious circumstances what? under which his parents died. Oh no no no! Do you think he did? Do you think he knew who they were and he did it? Yeah, it never says mysterious circumstances in the movie, does it? I don't think. I feel like I would. I've seen this movie many 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 yeah, many times. I, don't I feel like I would note like that, that if that was a bigger thing. Yeah, <laughs> um, maybe that's from a novelization or some shit. Yeah, huh? Um, so putting on a melody a d- deleted scene where he murders his parents. Yeah, right. <laughs> Uh, putting on a melodramatic show for the press in the in a cemetery a very tim burton cemetery god this is like and we i we could spend all day talking about the fucking set design here but it's the most like tim burtony owning artifice and just leaning into artifice it's oh god it's so good there it doesn't get better than this there's no look realism is great I love realism in movies. It's not the only way to go. No. 
And now we're in this time where that's the only way we want to go no, stylistically. We can play hyper stylistic. It's fun. Melodrama's fun. This movie's yes. all melodrama. Yeah. And that's not worse than like it's good, guys. It's real good. <laughs> And it's especially good in a movie about a guy who dresses up like a bat and fights a freak penguin man. Did you tell me Batman can't have fucking melodrama in it? We have to be fucking... (laughs) Which is funny of how Zack Snyder... Of course, Zack Snyder leans very much into artifice, leans very much into melodrama, while also being no fucking fun. This movie's fun. (laughs) Right, yes. That's That's the big problem. That's the big problem. So he's no very fun. playful. Yeah. Zack Snyder doesn't play with anything. Oh, like, there's, there, we're still connected to the series at this point. Like, there's a lot of right one-liners, silly one-liners that are right. good, good silly one-liners. Not Batman and Robin silly one-liners. Right. Tim, but Bur- you can see the threads. You can see how we got there. Tim Burton doesn't give a shit about Batman or comic books. It's he's interested in his own in his own little story he has to tell here. But like there's no uh worry here well, about he, the integrity of the character. He gives like, a shit about his Batman. Yes, yes. He gives a he shit about this as, movie that as he's a doing. Whole, right. But right. outside of the movie that he's making, he doesn't give a shit. And I think that the movie is better for it. <laughs> mm-hmm. Much better. Um Okay, so putting on a melodramatic show for the press in the cemetery, he publicly forgives his parents. Penguin continues winning more hearts and minds, becoming a media sensation. Shrek decides to use Oswald's fame uh, to his own advantage, persuading him to run for mayor to remove the final obstacle to building a new power plant. Uh, This is tied in with, I assume we'll get to all the Selena Kyle stuff in a different section. Yeah. Um, but yeah, there is a bit here of like the mayor is opposing Max Shrek's new business venture, um, his, his power plant, which we have Bruce Wayne talk about a little bit. Um, it's he, basically going to suck power instead of right, provide it. Right. Which is very silly. Max I love it. Shrek, you silly, dubious you bastard. You silly, dubious bastard. Once again, this movie, I have no notes. <laughs> no. <laughs> no notes. Um. <laughs> uh, uh, okay, so Cobblepot at first isn't interested, but would rather pursue his own plans for Gotham, but is immediately brought into the idea when Shrek mentions he will gain back status from Gotham's high society that his parents denied him. Just a quick note about the nose-biting scene. Um, he's in a room of his supporters, his campaign staff, and he bites someone's nose almost off. And I was like, that would end his campaign. And then I was like, no, actually, if Trump bit someone's nose off, he would still have. They'd be a like, lot he deserved supporters. his fucking nose to get bit off. That's exactly, <laughs> yeah, exactly what would fucking happen. No, he would. It would be on TV live. He bit someone's nose off, and he'd be like, no, I didn't. Not to get. I can't believe this guy's gonna fucking win again. He's gonna win the whole fucking thing again. I like, can't believe. Uh, I'm. I don't want to talk about it. It's just gonna make me mad. Just. <laughs> I'm not even mad just, about it anymore. I've just accepted we're garbage people and we deserve what we get. It's <laughs> so awful. It's the it's worst. Awful. It's the worst, and we'll all die someday because we're all and we all deserve it. <laughs> I'm just. We have how many months for 
God to intervene. <laughs> I, I've hit the point. I'm not. I'm not watching the news. I just. I turn off the news and like. I, Good. I wish I could. I, I know I which old there. dude I'm voting for. I don't need to know. Yeah. <laughs> if I if I don't find a way to do what you're doing by November, I may die. I'll find it. November. It's good. It's good. It's good. Just yeah. accept accept the worst, and then you don't have to watch it. I I know which old dude who isn't quite in line with my interests. I'm voting for. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Because you know why? Because you're an adult. <laughs> I want to know All who right. these undecided people are. But anyway, anyway, we're here to talk about bad. I know. I, I know. The fuck, uh, man. Hey, the fuck. <laughs> Uh, I'm going to hear them both out. I didn't get enough last time. (laughs) There's not going to be a debate, Brian. Neither of these motherfuckers wants to debate. And you know what? I don't want them to. I don't don't want them to. Neither of these motherfuckers. And if if Trump tries to be like, you have to debate me, Biden, I'd be like, absolutely fucking not. You didn't debate anyone. There's no no way I'm going to debate you. I'm old. And I'm like, wow. No. Zach, the only thing I want on my TV right now is wrestling. That's it. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe a Batman movie. Maybe a a Batman movie every once in a while. Uh, The next chapter here on the wiki is titled The Bat, The Cat, and The Penguin. During this time, Shrek uh, attempted to murder his timid secretary, Selena Kyle, when he discovered when she discovered that his power plant was, in fact, a giant capacitor created to suck power from the city and give the Shrek family a complete monopoly over Gotham's power. That is some goofy supervillain stuff. I think actually... Batman Forever maybe does that level of goofy supervillain stuff a little better. Yeah. Well, they don't. They, it's Yeah. It's kind of it's underplayed not... how goofy this is. Right. Um, right. Once again, no notes in this movie. <laughs> no notes. <laughs> this is in the background to the character melodrama that's happening. Um. Okay, so uh, <laughs> there is a funny bit here of uh, so uh, Selena Kyle exposes what she knows, uh, and uh, Christopher Walken does a little. There's a hammy scene here where like, huh? Uh, oh, you thought I was gonna kill you? Boom! Pushes you out a window. And it's then, brutal when he pushes her out. Brutal, and then Christopher Walken just walks away. <laughs> I was gonna say. <laughs> He doesn't like check the paper the next day or even to make like sure a body was found or any sort of like take care of that body down there. <laughs> when he comes back the next day, like the window's broken. No one's uh, he doesn't follow up at all. You got to do your murders a little better here, my man. <laughs> I know you're rich, but dude, this is comp. This is a complicated like thing. You gotta. Uh, you are rich. You should know better. <laughs> um, maybe we should now just real quick do the Catwoman conversation. I mean, I wish we'd had a woman on the show to talk about it because she's such a feminist good. like icon. Not that just Catwoman good in, in general, respect, but yeah. But this iteration of the character. Yes. Specifically. Um, so uh, we have to talk about the famous thing here, uh, which is uh, that uh, Michelle Pfeiffer was not. Michelle Pfeiffer was the third in line, effectively. Or no, sorry, that's second. Uh, but Sean Young 
was never in consideration, I realize now, as I've started talking. Sean Young was Vicky Vale. Sean Young had to drop out as Vicky Vale uh, due to a horse riding accident. Uh, she then famously showed up to Warner Brothers in a Catwoman suit and was like, let me be Catwoman. And that didn't go great. That was not received as like, that was a cool thing, cool and normal thing that you did. <laughs> so she did not get Catwoman. That is a infamous pop culture thing that happened. But she did get cast. As the Ice Princess. Is she the Ice Princess? No She's shit. She's the Ice Princess. Yeah, I they threw her a bone. Did not realize she was the Ice Princess. That doesn't come up in the numerous times I've heard that story. No shit. Yeah. I did not yeah. realize that was her. Son of yeah. a bitch. Good for Sean Young. Yeah. <laughs> uh, that doesn't come up when you hear the story. They only they only center on the humiliating part. And like, yeah, not, yeah. oh, they, they, they got her a job. put her in the movie. They uh, got her a job. It might have been a pity. Like, oh, sure. Gosh, she was almost Vicky Vale, and then now she's dressed up as a cat. Right. Around. You know, fuck, I'm so glad. I never knew that. I, I, I will say, I'm not that familiar with Sean Young, like most people. <laughs> yeah, she's in Blade Runner, Brian. Right. That's why. <laughs> right. Um, so then Annette Benning had uh catwoman she became pregnant uh which if you look at the catwoman outfit that's not really gonna work <laughs> yeah thanks warren Beatty. yeah right so uh she had to drop out and they paid michelle pfeiffer a lot of money to come in uh and uh, did you know that she and michael keaton had dated before this movie but they were broken up when they started the movie interesting because they got hella chemistry in this movie yeah yeah they, they do have, there are we will see this is the second time uh we've seen a catwoman batman romance on uh, in a feature film uh we will see it several more times over this franchise mm-hmm. this is the hottest for sure for sure, and it's good. It's done well two more times. It, it, this is both times. Both both times we will see again are good. Nothing comes close to this. Oh fuck! It's hot. <laughs> it's <laughs> fucked up and hot in this movie. It's so good. <laughs> again, kids' movie. She licks his face. She licks <laughs> Batman's face. <laughs> Um, that outfit, apparently awful. I mean, it looks, I mean, it, on camera, it looks incredible. It looks awful to be in. She had to be vacuum sealed into it. Yeah. Uh, it was, I mean, it's the most Tim Burton looking outfit that's ever it is, been made. Take Cat, Julie Newmar as Catwoman in the 1966 movie and series. Uh, and then like just filter it through dominatrix monster (laughs) right it's a cross between that and uh jack's love interest in uh, nightmare before christmas what's the sally sally yeah sally yeah thank you sally yeah it's (laughs) it's take take a, a, a you know a tight leather outfit remove all the sexuality from it for the audience <laughs> like it's a, a horrible monster suit and it's so incredibly designed michelle pfeiffer looks incredible in it her eyes her her lips it's in 
incredible. It's an incredible it image. Um, it was apparently so tight because she's vacuum sealed into this fucking thing. Um, each suit costs thousands of dollars, and she, you know, obviously by being a human being, broke through many of them. Um, she apparently couldn't hear herself talk. <laughs> So, like, her performance is a lot of her, like, figuring out the volume she should be at. <laughs> Which is amazing. Well, it's a good performance. It's an incredible... Like I said, if, if anyone was going to get an Oscar for this fucking movie, it's Michelle Pfeiffer, hands down. So good. They, I, I was when... Before Dark Knight Rises had come out, I'm like, oh, they can't do Catwoman because that's untouchable. They would try many more, many more times, and they'd all be good, and they'd all be good. This performance yeah, I mean, is untouchable. It is you. You can never do this version of Catwoman. Correct. Correct. Right. I'm not saying like, no one you, can do Catwoman. Or, no, but it's but, the same thing with the Joker. Was like you can't do the Jack Nicholson thing, but you can do the Heath Ledger thing. And now that Heath, now that Heath is the gold standard, so no one can do that again. Like you can't. Right. You just don't even try. Try something else. Right. That's what. That's how you explain that weird, whatever they were trying in the Batman with the Joker, which didn't work. But they were like, "We got to do something else. Right. We can't do that. right." <laughs> and does that make the movie? I I don't remember. I haven't seen it. I there's a deleted scene, but there's a scene that's in the movie at the end of it. Got it. Yeah. Got it. I don't know. Well, we'll, we'll talk. To it. We'll, we'll, we'll talk. <laughs> it's it's hard. I think when you're doing Batman, you got to do the Joker. Yes. You can't not do the Joker, but also don't. <laughs> I mean, it just, it was done almost perfectly in the Dark Knight. So. Yeah. Yeah. That's the, that's the one. Uh, uh, are we completely running off fucking Jared Leto? <laughs> we just completely. Well, we won't be talking him? about him in this fucking no, series. No, we will not. No, we will not. <laughs> not, do not, he and Joaquin Phoenix do not qualify for, uh, for. Not- Batman Oscars. I'm just calling them the Batman Oscars. Uh, okay, so during this time, Shrek attempted to murder his timid secretary, Selena Kyle, when he discovered uh, when she discovered his power plant was in fact a giant capacitor created to suck power from the city and give the Shrek family a complete monopoly over Gotham's power. She survived her subsequent defenestration interesting word wiki at shrek's hands after she fell through a series of canvas awnings softening the fall that surely would have been fatal otherwise you know i didn't even think of that it looks like she should have died either way it's magic it's just magic <laughs> uh, oh, I, uh, yeah when i was a kid i thought the cats were bringing her back to life that's now also i think it's i think it's either way i think she hits her head she has brain damage and then she wakes up around these cats and she's Weird it all different. kind of works anyway. It, it's a yeah, sort it of matter. magical, cartoony realism here. Whether it's yeah. the cats bringing her back to life, whether she's just lost her fucking mind. To her, I think that's kind of the same. You know? Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. Uh, after suffering a mild concussion, that's editorializing a little bit. Mild, like, mild? concussion. Oh, man. Um. <laughs> She is circled and probed by a large number of cats in the alleyway, among them her pet, Miss Kitty. 
Selena arrives home in a despondent state. She quickly becomes triggered by a telemarketer ad for perfume marketed by one of Shrek's subsidiaries. Um, Selena's apartment. Well, the the ad is specifically like, get this perfume so your boss will want to fuck you. Yes. Yes. And she's like, right, right. Um, her uh, Selena's apartment is wildly creepy. <laughs> yes, <laughs> an off-putting pink color, and then apparently in her bedroom, her bedroom light is a LED crazy light. Hello there. <laughs> um, we should say that the background of her character up until this point is like timid, trying to succeed in a man's world, gets bullied all the time by all these dudes she wants she was she was hoping to go on a weekend getaway with some guy he bailed on her her mom is always calling like hey when are you gonna get a boyfriend that kind of shit right 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 and now she ain't she ain't gonna take that shit no more she ain't gonna take that shit no more she's Catwoman now um becoming violently angry selena completely destroys her apartment during this she makes a homemade black vinyl cat suit and becomes a costume vigilante under the name Catwoman. penguins gang causes chaos in the streets to create dissatisfaction with the current mayor while batman begins to systematically neutralize the red triangle gang uh red triangle circus looters Catwoman uses the opportunity as cover to blow up Shrek's department store. We're skipping over We're skipping her first appearance as Catwoman where she murders an attempted rapist by stabbing him in the eye with her long nails. There's a lot happening here that's a little... I think that's even before... That wasn't enough to make me turn off the movie when I was a kid, but it was enough to be like, I'm on edge now. Yeah, yeah. Ugh. I think it's She's a scratched. one. T- I think it's a one-two punch of those two things. I'm like, this is not Batman Forever. <laughs> she slashes his face across and then vertically, and then pokes him in both eyes with her nails. It's bloody and gross and disturbing. Speaking of Batman Forever, uh, Marlon Wayans was formally cast as Robin in this movie. Which they initially wanted to like, they wanted to make Robin work in Batman. Didn't happen. They wanted to make Robin work here. Cast Marlon Wayans. Didn't happen. Marlon Wayans, I believe, still gets residuals on this movie, having been cast in it. Fuck yeah, good for him. Didn't work a day on this fucking movie. (laughs) Good for him. Tim Burton kept trying to cast black guys in his Batman movies, and, and this, it just kept that not working be, out. That would be so fucking controversial now. Wrongly. Right. And right, of course. Burton was trying to do it in 1992, and I bet no one would have cared in 1992. No. No, because because Robin was considered so lame, they would have been like, cool, let's get someone cool in here. <laughs> right, right, Robin. right. I we we can talk about this more. God, I hope they figure out Robin in live action. I, like Batman Forever is fun and it's a decent version of it, but like I'm bummed that Nolan never did a Robin, like a real Robin. They, yeah. The Robin they did is not Robin. Do it, coward. Like, Do it, you coward. I, I understand the hesitation of it's too silly of a concept, but you just have to basically make it so he's like his adopted son. 
I think and Reeves then, can make it work if he wants to. I think Reeves right. in that and then series he gets, specifically he gets can make older. It work. Right. Have a movie where he adopts him and he's just a kid and he's not doing any crime fighting, and then have a movie where he's in college or whatever, and then he's like, I want to join you and do that. You know, you can figure right. it out. It's the Bruce Wayne becomes a father himself is an important part of the story. Yeah. And the movies don't do it. You know, it's very untapped. They just keep doing the same fucking story over and over instead of like, let's go. Let's go. <laughs> let's go. It's because the um, the Schumacher movies don't tap into the father aspect of it. It's like it's my my no, handsome buddy. Brother. We're handsome they're, buddies yeah, who hang out at the, at the mansion. Friends, right. Yeah. Uh, um, well, since Matt, Matt Reeves is surely listening to this. Yeah, series. I mean, I, he listens every week anyway, but this series, he's definitely tuning in for. Uh, yeah, he, yes. Um, I would like to extend an official challenge to you to include Robin and to try to do it well. No one's done do it good. yet. No one's done it yet. See if you can do it. Do See it. if you can do it. Do it. It's an important part of it. It's an important part of it. And no one, everyone's too much of a coward. Yeah. Um, grow a pair. Grow a pair. Come on. Put the boy child in there. <laughs> um okay so catwoman uses the opportunity as cover to blow up shrek's department store is that where we get the famous like whip shot uh catwoman in the department store she she hits the whip she knocks the heads off of the mannequin she does with there's footage of michelle pfeiffer doing it in one unbelievable oscar I don't know when the, the two security guards come in. I don't know whether to open fire or fall in love. <laughs> and then she fucking whips them with her whip. The answer is to be away. afraid. If I saw anyone, yeah. the answer would be to be afraid. There is Now, don't get me wrong. I'm not saying the Catwoman outfit is not playing and toying with sexuality. It's toying with sexuality in the scary way. <laughs> Yes. <laughs> In the I'm very afraid of this woman. Yeah. <laughs> She's very scary. It's a power move wearing that suit. Yes. <laughs> Absolutely. Uh okay. Uh Catwoman subsequently fights Batman, who knocks her off a rooftop after she stabs him in a weak point. A weak point. It his his abdomen. <laughs> <laughs> She finds a weak point in the armor. Yeah, right. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then he uh, throws acid at her. Batman, that's a bold move to throw acid move. at someone. That's good. Um, and that's after he saved her life moments earlier. There's a great moment here um, where, uh, you know, uh, Michael Keaton pulls out, gets a, a good strike on her. And he's like, how could you? I'm a woman. And that's Batman's like, I'm sorry. She's like, fuck you. (laughs) As I said, I'm a woman and can't be taken for granted. Oh, fuck. Fuck. This is very... um, uh, Watchmen deals with this. The the comic, not Zack Snyder's film, which is very bad. Uh, But Alan Moore's uh, uh, comic deals with this. There's a Batman equivalent character. Have you read Watchmen? Oh yeah, um, great, great, <clears throat> I mean, great incredible, graphic novel, a cr- incredible book. Uh, but there, there is of course a, a Batman equivalent character. Uh, he's owl themed. I, I don't remember the name. Is yeah, yeah, Night Owl, Man, Night Owl, Night Owl. Um, and there's a whole premise here that Night Owl can't 
get hard unless he's in the night owl suit as the normal sad pudgy man that he is that's not which Zack Snyder hated and apparently wanted to change because he didn't get it (laughs) Um, but because it's got to be cool right cool and watchmen's not cool they're the heroes in watchmen are not cool that's not the point no um but it, I, I feel like we're playing with that element here a little bit of like, no, their true selves, their true like sexuality is unabounded when they're yeah. in these fucked up crazy leather outfits. Um, it's hot. It shouldn't be, but it is. And then uh, she has a great line where she says, life's a bitch. Now so am I. Great line. Oh, it's so good. Fucking hell, dude. This movie rules. <laughs> Um, so once again, displaying incredible luck, Catwoman lands in the back of a passing truck before she hits the pavement. Um, it doesn't say that it's a kitty litter truck. It's, she just, it's a kitty litter. (laughs) She lands in an open truck of kitty litter. It's great. Uh, Selena begins to convince herself that she has nine lives after experiencing these brushes with death. It's not that literal as wiki is saying of like there's no maybe she does have nine lives that's kind of not really the point right right maybe 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 she's a crazy woman maybe she is a magical cat reincarnation yeah exactly yes it doesn't matter All right, the next chapter is titled A Plan is Forming. While Selena Kyle is pursued in a romantic relationship with Bruce Wayne, um, I guess stopping right there, we get a great scene here uh, where Bruce Wayne uh, comes across Selena Kyle outside of a department store. They meet briefly with... um, yeah, yeah. They have, Bruce Wayne has has the wonderful line, I, I mistook me for someone else. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, because it's, he, he, right. he was someone else when they met last time. Yeah. God, I don't even think I appreciated how good that line is until just now. <laughs> That's a really great line. Um, and, oh, God. God damn. Um, this movie's dense, man. There's a lot of good stuff. It is. It's... It's a great screenplay. Great screenplay. So uh, it, Bruce Wayne has a meeting with Max Shrek. They kind of have it out um, where uh, Bruce Wayne is a little like, you're in with Oswald Cobblepot. I don't love that. And Oswald Co- <laughs> and, uh, Max Shrek is like, how dare you? I, I won't make yeah. the slender. Um, so, uh, yeah, but. Uh, Bruce meets Selena. Uh, they kind of they talk a little bit, uh, but then Bruce meets Selena again outside of a department store, and uh, there's a there's a great scene once again. Keaton and Pfeiffer having great chemistry. I, I didn't know that they, I th- or maybe I did. That is maybe sounding familiar, but the fact that they had dated like kind of checks out in a really good fun way. Um, but just Bruce being like, I, I come for dinner and Michelle Pfeiffer being like, I can't come earlier than five, six. <laughs> yeah. So good. And, and Pfeiffer finally being like five. Yes. <laughs> and what I love about this relationship is that generally in a Batman movie, 
the the female romantic lead is like trying he's like oh, i'm trying to rescue this man batman you know like let me change him for the better and make him right. not be batman this is the opposite where batman is like oh look at this lovely right. cat woman like together we could leave this life instead of like Oh, the woman's trying to get him to stop being Batman. He's trying to get her to be like, let's stop doing That's this. That's a great and, point. We will never yeah. see another story, Batman story <laughs> like that again. Or, right. And not that we won't ever in the future, but we won't uh, across this series. No other movie will have no. that. No, um, no. Where he's just like, hey, what if we left this life and lived in my rich mansion and it was great? And she's like, fuck you. No, I no, can't do that. Can't do it. I'm Even so though- fucking mad because of right. men. <laughs> Yeah, even though I think you're hot, we have great chemistry. Men ruined it. Men ruined it. (laughs) Um, So as Catwoman, uh, she allies herself with the Penguin to get back at Batman. uh, Catwoman proposes framing Batman and turning him into a criminal. Rather than simply murdering him, by turning the Batmobile into a bomb. Um, so we've now hit the crossroads of the, the way the wiki is, is played out is not quite linear with how the movie plays out. Um, we've now hit Penguin and Catwoman just post the Penguin in his campaign headquarters sequence into the weird attic he's living in. Because uh, he can't have a nicer room than that. Um, where we've gotten... Not zero jokes about how the penguin has a boner. <laughs> uh, we have the line where the penguin says, ah, just the pussy I've been looking for. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Take that, McDonald's. Hey. <laughs> Put that on a happy meal. Do it. Do it, McDonald's. Do it, you fucking coward. Um, so Catwoman proposes framing Batman, turning him into a criminal, blah, 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 blah. Uh, During their meeting, the pair playfully threaten each other, each other's pets before Penguin finally gets inspired. Um, yeah, we get a good bit there where uh, Michelle Pfeiffer puts an entire bird in her mouth and, and uh, uh, Penguin threatens her cat. The Penguin still has trick umbrellas here in this movie even though it maybe doesn't thematically fit as it's a little like why does he have those uh because he did in the 60s show (laughs) (laughs) it does i mean the batmobile has the batmobile has gadgets we're still doing that stuff that's a that's an important that's an important that's this is again this is where it's like we're still doing the show, kind of. For sure, for sure. Um, I think, I don't think the Batman, Colin Farrell never has an umbrella. I don't think. Hmm. We'll see when we get to it. We'll see when we get yeah, to it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, next chapter, relighting of the tree ceremony. When the subsequent plan is put into action, Batman is framed for kidnapping and murdering uh, and finds himself trapped in the Batmobile under Penguin's control. He barely survives, but Cobblepot has become more popular than ever. Although their plan was a success, Catwoman and Penguin's alliance falls apart when she rebuffs a sexual advance from him and Penguin opts to kill Catwoman himself. Any thoughts Great. about those couple of scenes? Just, just more, more, more 
great model work. Great stuff. Um, stuff. Brutal death of the the ice princess. Yep. Uh, it's uh, it's a good uh, penguin has a batarang. Yeah. <laughs> or that's this is before even she like dies, but like just we just see him like chuck the batarang off screen. Uh, I, I also like how Gordon finds the commissioner. Gordon finds the batarang with blood on it, and then is on the news with it. Like, don't the evidence is circumstantial. <laughs> right? Why are you showing it then? You don't have to show that evidence. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, next chapter, the Cobblepot Rally. However, his campaign to recall the current mayor is quickly destroyed when Bruce Wayne plays selected comments, he stated, while controlling the Batmobile. Here we get a bit where it's just not how CDs work. <laughs> I was going to say, no one at any stage of development told them that's not how CDs work. Would you mind describing exactly what what the they had to here? know, right? They, they had, knew. I don't know, or or is it a is it early enough in like CDs life cycle life cycle that people are like ah, who cares? Yeah. So Batman is he made a recording of Penguin talking a bunch of shit about his plan and about Gotham when Penguin was trying to blow up his Batmobile. Great sequence, by the way, where the Batmobile, for some reason, has a button you press, and then it just, <laughs> the sides fall off, and it becomes, like, a, a, basically a penis, a bullet. And just Why in not? case you have to Why go not? through a tight alleyway. Just in case. You know, just in it case. Happens. Um, anyway, he's he plays, he uses a CD of this. He records, he has a, a CD burner in his Batmobile in 1992. That's impressive. Ahead of time. So he plays this recording of Penguin talking shit at the rally in place of what the Penguin is really saying. And the crowd is like, oh, I'm so mad at you. I hate you. While this is happening in the Batcave, when Batman wants to have Penguin repeat repeat a phrase, he does a record scratch. Like where he just moves the, <laughs> moves the CD back. <laughs> Gotta say. CD is not as popular. Like, CD is newer technology. It's possible people wouldn't mm-hmm. know. Oh, man. Including it's the, production. It's the it's the one note. Yeah. For the... <laughs> but I wouldn't take it out. I wouldn't take I it wouldn't out. I wouldn't take it out. I wouldn't take it out. It's great. No, I, don't, I, I have no notes. <laughs> <laughs> Um, this this city makes no sense in Gotham City. Maybe that's how fucking CDs work. Who are we to say? Yeah, right. Also, um, I had a note here that when they go to the Batcave, him and Alfred to do this, uh, <laughs> Alfred takes the stairs and Batman takes a secret passage. Where like he goes into a suit of armor and then goes down a slide into the Batcave, <laughs> and when he as soon as he like gets off the slide, Alfred is just there from the stairs. So it's not even quicker. It's not. It's, it's just he's <laughs> a weird little guy. Like I gotta take the slide. I gotta. I gotta. I want to take the slide. The slide's more fun. I want to take it. I want to take it. <laughs> I put <laughs> the slide the... in, Alfred. I'm gonna take the slide. <laughs> Let me ask you. Yeah. What is the purpose of the secret passage if you also have stairs? It's cool. <laughs> There's a because you can't use that secret passage when there are guests there. <laughs> it's too conspicuous. For that. No. You have to reach your hand in the fish tank, pull the thing. 
It might not make a lot of sense. <laughs> and also, apparently, if you're around long enough, Alfred will just let you in. <laughs> um. So, uh, uh, Cobblepot's campaign party. to recall the current mayor school leadership when Bruce Wayne plays selected comments. He stated while controlling the Batmobile. He was recorded insulting the people of Gotham, and this audio was played over the sound system at a rally. Penguin flees into the sewers, renounces his humanity, and reveals his secret plan. Kidnap and kill the firstborn sons of Gotham's most prominent by drowning them into the toxic waste from Shrek's textile plant as revenge against what was done to him. The best is the the henchman circus guy who's like, uh, Penguin, killing innocent kids, isn't that a little, uh... And then he shoots him, Penguin shoots the guy, and he goes, no, it's a lot, uh! <laughs> And then kicks him into the water. <laughs> Penguin has a lot of great lines. Uh, uh, yep. One of which uh, is much earlier in the movie after Penguin kidnapped Shrek. Is uh, I believe the word you're looking for is ah! <laughs> yeah, so good. <laughs> That's a very Beetlejuice line. <laughs> like, yeah. <laughs> um. So while the scheme is being launched, uh, the new chapter here is face to face. While the scheme is being launched, Selena Kyle attends a masquerade ball hosted by Shrek, where she is intending to kill him, being Shrek. Uh, Bruce Wayne spots her, and the two subsequently discover the other's secret identity. But before they can leave... Uh, to discuss this development. Oh, we got to stop there. Okay, first off, it's a masquerade ball. The only two people not in masks are fucking Batman and Catwoman. Brilliant. And we don't need... We're we're both avowed fans of the Christopher Nolan thing, uh, of the Christopher Nolan three movies, but we don't need a line of dialogue about like how your masks are... This is your mask. Bruce Wayne is your mask. You can just show it visually (laughs) like it's so good it's so good it's it's perfect it's brilliant masterstroke incredible just so streamlined in the storytelling yes yes um we got once again just that keaton pfeiffer chemistry they're they're dancing they're realizing who they are i i i remember uh pfeiffer has a line of like and they, they specifically get it of uh, mistletoe is deadly if you eat it. A kiss is deadlier no. if you mean it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, you also get the line where he says, no hard f- feelings. And then she says, actually, semi-hard, oof. I'd say. Because they're dancing close to each Fuck. other. Fuck! Really good. Um, but I, I love the Michelle Pfeiffer line. Like, does this mean? Yeah, she like clutches him as she realizes who she is, who he is. Like, does this mean we have to start fighting now? Yeah, uh, it's so fucking good. Best scene in the movie. Best scene of the so movie. good. Best scene in a ten out of ten movie. <laughs> like, yes, so good. <laughs> this might be the best scene in a Batman movie. Period. I think it's it'd be hard to top. It's up there. It's <laughs> certainly the best uh, romantic scene. Uh, best. I would struggle to come up with even a second place. You know? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. 
Uh, yeah, we're not, your your Katie Holmes and your Maggie Gyllenhaal's don't really put up a fight. I don't think unfortunately, so. I, not their fault. 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 <laughs> <laughs> Those scripts did not appreciate the talent they had. No. Um, so, uh, Masquerade Ball. Penguin storms the hall and tries to take Max on Chip Shrek. I don't know what that was. Dad! Dad! <laughs> God, I love Chip. Oh, I fucking love Chip. Uh, uh, I haven't if, seen you this excited since that Diet Coke commercial. No. If Oh, God, I forgot about the Diet Coke commercial. I'm excited all over again about the Diet Coke commercial. Not as excited as I am right now about Chip Shrek. If fucking Zack Snyder put a Chip Shrek reference into a movie, I'm not saying... It would move it up a full letter grade. Still probably a D. But... <laughs> The funny, th- the funny thing is, so Penguin's here to get Chip and Max Shrek. That's like the one piece of his humanity of his character is that he loves his son. And so he's like, no, take me instead. Mm. He convinces him. Can you imagine <laughs> Penguin came to fucking Trump Tower and was like, give me Eric. <laughs> like, fucking who? <laughs> Which one? Yeah, take him. <laughs> Yeah, take Eric, please take him. Uh. I think I got another one too. Tiffany, you can have Tiffany yeah. too if you want. You can have actually a bunch of these kids. Just there's only one that I want to keep, and it's for creepy reasons. Don't vote for that guy, please. If you're one of the thirty people who listen to the show, don't. I'm. I would love to know who the, who the person who one of the thirty people who listen to the show is. They're like, actually, I'm a huge MAGA guy. Yeah, and I love Smallville a, and Batman. You know, that would be interesting. But be keep listening. Keep keep listening. Keep listening. We need you. You're, you're welcome here. You're welcome here to listen to our show. Nah, you're not. You're not. <laughs> You're going to hear a lot of stuff that's going to make you mad, but you're welcome here. I hope it, I hope it challenges you. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I was a hardcore MAGA guy, but then I was listening to this one show about Smallville. You know? Really made me think. You know? I think I think it's possible. I think I think we're changing lives here, Zach. <laughs> Okay, Max persuades Penguin to take him instead of Chip, and Bruce and Selina depart. Bruce, as Batman, attacks Penguin's red triangle circus goons and puts a stop to the kidnappings. However, Penguin has a backup plan. An army of rocket-armed penguins. Oh, sorry, real quick question. One more thing about the masquerade. Mm. Who has a masquerade ball on Christmas Eve, except for the rich people in Eyes Wide Shut? I don't think this is that far apart. No. <laughs> Similar masks. They're just Similar wearing masks. clothes. There you go. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Sorry. Keep going with the penguins. That doesn't seem that strange to me in a Batman movie. Uh, no. Okay. So Penguin has a backup plan. An army of rocket armed penguins dispatched to bomb Gotham Plaza. Um, I think the penguins are a mix here of like dudes in penguin suits and real penguins. And you know what? Looks and animatronics. Yes. Yeah, Looks yeah. great. 
looks great. Whatever whatever combination it is, looks great. So yeah, so Penguin is going to kill all the kids, but then Batman thwarts that plan, and it's this great scene where the little monkey delivers a note from Batman to Penguin. It's like says Batman. It's right. like says I regret to inform you that the, or the children regret to inform you that they'll be unable to attend. Signed, Batman. <laughs> the penmanship is spectacular. It's great, Batman. Great penmanship, and that's good to know. That's good to know about Batman. Even th- with the gloves on, do you think he took the gloves off to write that, or just no? Like, no, I don't think he Alfred did it. I think Alfred. Oh, Alfred fuck. did he it. He was like Alfred, do this, write <laughs> Alfred, this. Alfred, write this. You could just take yeah, the gloves hurry. off, sir. Alfred, write it. <laughs> <laughs> hurry! I'm in a hurry. They're gonna kill kids. You better write it. Wow, you hate kids, huh? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, uh, Batman manages to jam the control signals and turn the birds around so that they attack the base instead. Batman confronts the penguin before he can escape, swarming him with a flock of bats, which causes him to fall through a skylight into toxic waste. Batman glides through the broken skylight and discovers Catwoman has come to kill Shrek, which he unsuccessfully attempts to talk her out of as she as he is trying to to sorry <laughs> um was that you or the wiki a <laughs> little bit of both a little bit of both uh which he unsuccessfully attempts to talk her out of as he is trying to bring shrek to face the police during this shrek draws a gun he took in the confusion and attempts to kill them both batman is shot once while catwoman is hit four times bruce wayne why are you dressed up like batman Batman. (laughs) i love that so fucking much um is um yeah have we have we gotten to the point has has michael keaton ripped off the the fucking yeah, that, fruit yeah, roll up rips, of a yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah he rips off his mask. I love this cli- the climax of this movie is an emotional moment. It's there's so much good shit here. Um, first off, though, talking in logic stuff of uh, I think the Batman with Robert Pattinson is the first time they've acknowledged like he has to have eye makeup on to not fill right. There's. Yeah. <laughs> Why couldn't Michael Keaton just say, you're telling me we can't believe fucking this Bruce Wayne wouldn't smear eye makeup on? <laughs> like, you know what it is? It's probably because they have never done it before. So they can't have the first time you see it be in this big emotional moment. He has to give this emotional like plea to her. Yeah. And I get it. Would it would be distracting. I get it. I think it would work. I think, you know, especially if you did it like the Batman where it's like very like self smeared on. <laughs> right. Yeah. Um, and not perfect it's right not like i think it'd be nice. good um but like so no instead there's an awkward shot where like he goes we get a, i think i think we get a shot from behind where he's like pulling it and the behind and then it's like but we still see his eyes i'm like those aren't what his eyes look like when he's wearing the yeah, when he's wearing the cowl yeah uh, and then i it's so funny i have heard from numerous places, that line criticized that that Christopher Walken line. Like, what are you doing? Dress up like Batman. What? That's a great line. That's a great line. It's a great moment in the movie. If you think that's not a great moment, if you think that's fucking stupid or something that he wouldn't know, like, you're bad. You're bad. Stop watching <laughs> no, movies. You're not allowed. 
That's how little he suspected him. He sees him in the suit and he's like, what are you doing? You're not Batman. Right. Oh, that makes sense. You are Batman. It's, it's great. So fucking good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Anyone who doesn't like that is uh, boo. Wrong. Boo to you. Boo, boo to you. You're wrong. <laughs> Once an again. Unforced error. Once Unforced again, error this on podcast might be more interesting if you and I had different perspectives other than this movie's perfect. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> no, because I think if either of us didn't like that line, we might not be friends. <laughs> we wouldn't have gotten this far into it. No, exactly. <laughs> okay, so while Shrek looks at his revolver in disbelief, she decides on a murder-suicide by putting a stun gun under Shrek's chin while poetically giving him a kiss of death, simultaneously pulling a cable into a massive generator, causing an overload explosion. Okay, I have my first note. My first note in this otherwise perfect movie. <laughs> the taser is set up in, like, the first act of the movie. <laughs> In that first act of the movie, she finds the taser and is like, a taser. The fuck was she keeping that? (laughs) Oh, that's true. Yeah. And her, she has a pocket. (laughs) Hey, Zach. (laughs) The, um, literally, I maybe would have found an excuse to set up that taser maybe a scene before. Because otherwise she she seems to be pulling a taser out of her vagina. (laughs) She's at home getting ready. She's like, all right, this is the big showdown. Ooh, maybe I'll bring that taser. Maybe I'll bring it. Maybe I'll bring that taser. (laughs) Give one of the fucking goons a taser, and then she takes it from him. (laughs) And, of course, you get this emotional plea from Batman, like, hey, don't kill him. Let's just go live happily ever after together so I won't be lonely brooding in my mansion, and you won't be all fucked up. And you won't we just can get help replaced each by other. Nicole Kidman in a couple of years. Right, yeah. Oh, whose defining character trait is that she wants Batman's nuts. I, that's going to be fun to talk about. It's going to be fun. Um, um, and she's like, no, I couldn't. I, I, I can't do that. I think, guy, I think the line is like, I would love guy. to come live with you in your castle. But right. like, but I, I just wouldn't. I just wouldn't be able to live with myself. Right. Oh, so let's God. not pretend this is a happy ending. This should not just be two dudes talking about this. Like, no, exactly. It's, we fucked up. It's what we talked about. Like, we can't risk bringing in a guest who doesn't love this movie because the vibe right. would be way off. <laughs> <laughs> no, no. We do just want to jerk each other off about how good this movie is. Yep. Yep. <laughs> And don't shame us for that. No, get the, it, it's our podcast. We can do whatever the fuck we want. <laughs> You're the asshole for listening to it. <laughs> um, so when the smoke clears, Batman searches the rubble for Selina, but all he finds is Shrek's blackened corpse. Great, great piece of fucking like model work there. Yes, a very Tim Burton corpse. Yes. Uh, Penguin, barely alive, emerges from the toxic water and grabs his gun umbrella to kill Batman, but picks up his cute one by mistake. He finally falls dead on the floor and is slid gently into the water by the penguins in it as a final tribute. I think it's penguin is a Tim Burton monster. 
and he's a little fucking goblin. But Tim Burton has nothing but affection for little fucking monsters. Yeah. You know? And like it's a really sad the music there is so sad. That's all Elfman, man. And it's Ugh. it's it really like almost Burton's camera is just telling you like yeah he's a fucked up little guy (laughs) like Batman Forever ends with like Batman and Robin buddies yeah high five like Batman ends with like yeah we got the signal the city's behind me let's show it in the sky and this one ends with penguin funeral just penguins leading the weird man they raised Dragging him into the water. Yeah, I don't know how they're doing it, but it's. Babin's girlfriend, Taser, kissed Donald Trump to death and. (laughs) Yeah. And probably maybe died. We don't know. Probably died. Uh, Merry Christmas. I mean, we do confirm at the end of the movie that she is still alive and a great little ending. So we will get to this now. Uh, uh, Driving through Gotham, Bruce sees Catwoman's shadow. Investigating, he only finds Selina's pet cat, which which he decides to take home in memory of her. As the bat signal lights up in the sky, the figure... Uh, well, no, we got to get to the, before we, that. We got to oh, we get the great exchange, it's which is... so good. Ah, come what may. Merry Christmas, Master Wayne. And there's... Merry yeah, Christmas, Merry Alfred. And, and goodwill good towards men. And women. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Dude... Fucking 1992, they made this movie. Oh, man. It's so fucking good. And then, uh, let's see. So the bat signal lights up in the sky, and the figure of Catwoman appears, looking at the signal from the rooftop. Now, that was added later, very late in production. They spend a lot of money. That is not Michelle Pfeiffer. That is someone else they vacuum sealed into that to get the back of her head. Mostly because they didn't want Catwoman dead because they wanted to potentially do a spinoff because holy shit, Michelle Pfeiffer in this movie. (laughs) Um, Which is crazy to me because how else could you imagine that fucking movie ending? It's the perfect final shot of a Batman movie. Yes. Yes, it's so incredible. It's so good. I mean, the best Batman movie ends with Batman sad and his little limousine and Catwoman looking at the bad signal in the sky. Yeah, I just it's unbelievable. It's unbelievable. Um, God, what what a movie. Uh, I'm going. I'm just looking through right now, uh, looking for anything interesting in the uh, wiki that we may have missed. Um, Sam Ham uh, was uh, who wrote uh, Batman was hired to write Batman Two. You you were sending me uh, a little bit of the Batman Two screenplay. I believe some maybe story elements from his stuff was left, but uh, ultimately this is uh, Daniel Waters is is the Sam Ham and Daniel Waters have a screenplay credit, but I think it's mostly Daniel Waters that story by they have. Yeah, got it. Daniel got Waters it. is the screenplay credit. Yeah. Got it. Got it. Got it. <clears throat> um, uh, can't fucking complain. <laughs> um, 
It's uh, I have here in the wiki. Uh, Waters wrote a total of five drafts. Waters came up with a social satire that had an evil mogul backing a bid for the mayor's office by the Penguin. Waters reported, I wanted to show that the true villains of our world don't necessarily wear costumes. I think it's ahead of its time in 1992. Um. I also have here uh, from Daniel Waters, screenwriter, the first draft of my script would have cost $300 million and take two years of our lives to shoot. Originally, Penguin's headquarters was in an old world's fair, and he would turn everything on and Ferris wheels would start rolling after Batman. Uh, in the film, Batman is framed and he is trapped in his Batmobile while the Penguin controls the car like a video game. I originally had a lot of wild stuff like riding up the sides of buildings. We definitely had to scale that back. <laughs> that's how it well, happens. they do that in forever he rides up the side of a building that's funny funny how that goes um let's see we we kind of talked about the cast already yeah. um it's uh the movie did well we talked about that it was critically well received it made money the problem was it was very controversial it was very as we discussed yeah. it's very violent um so, oh, we should go to a tie-in song corner. A tie-in song, song corner. <clears throat> Not the, as memorable uh, as Bat Dance, even though I don't love no, Bat but Dance. It, I think this is a better song, though. This is a good... It's it's actually used in the... Uh, when they're dancing at the, to the yes. ball, the costume party. Yes, yes. What's it called? It's something... Something in the Banshees, is it listed there? Goodness gracious, I'm sure that it is. I should have looked it up ahead of time. Uh, no, so I'm just looking up Batman Returns song. Oh, gosh golly, working face on Face to face. Face, to face. face to face. Face to face. By, hold on. What the hell? Face to face by Susie and the Banshees? Huh. It's dope. It's a dope song. Um, I I have here the trivia section of the wiki. I'm just kind of looking. Um, Max Shrek is a new character of the Batman franchise created in the movie. Originally, Harvey Dent would have played the Shrek role. And in the moment the Catwoman electrocuted him, Dent would have survived, but his face deformed by having been electrocuted. So he would have become Two-Face in the next film. I did, I did know that. Um, yeah. I'm... Glad they did it this way. Yeah, this is way better. Yeah, way better. Way this is better. way better. Um, Bruce Tim was invited to set to sketch. Uh, Bruce Tim is the uh, showrunner of Batman the Animated Series. Uh, was invited to set to sketch Danny DeVito and draw inspiration. According to the producers of the series, Shrek was planned to appear in the show at the studio's behest, but at the last minute, it was decided to reimagine the character as Roland Dagger. Interesting. Um, speaking. Of Bruce Timm and Batman the Animated Series. Zank, that's our next movie. Uh, no. Is... Batman Forever came out the same year, but I think it came out before. I don't think so, my man. My man, I think Batman Mask of the Phantasm is 93. Really? Uh, I'm checking sure? right now. Let's... Batman Mask of the Phantasm Let's... is a 1993 animated film. Phantasm's next, my guy. Whoa. Really? I don't remember that at all. Cool. 
Dope. Yeah. Um, so we'll, we'll be diving into the second uh, Batman movie spun off from a Batman TV series. And they couldn't be more wildly different. <laughs> it's perfect, though. It, it's good. To, I'm glad it's released because uh, before Batman Forever, because that show premiered the same year as Batman Returns. Right. <clears throat> right. It's... Um, I'm so excited to get into it. I, I, I think it's going to be an interesting movie to talk about. In that, uh, I'm sure we'll talk about this. Then I think it 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 was kind of underrated when it came out. Didn't do great because uh, it was kind of just thrown out there to fill out WB yeah. slate, and then it kind of I feel like got like really really ramped up of like actually this is the best batman movie just in an effort to like have the when the truth is it in it deserves to be in the conversation of batman movies (laughs) is it the best Uh, we'll talk about it next week you know (laughs) i think that was a that was a more of a talking point when they were only the Burton and Schumacher movies. Right. And people are like, this is real Batman. Right. And you have more of a case to make it there. Right. But uh, it's good. It's, it's good. It's good. I, I'm excited to revisit. I already watched a little bit of it. I'm like, man, this is really good. But <laughs> um, I, I'm excited. We'll also talk a little bit about Batman, the animated series, which I think, yeah, it'll just be a springboard to talk about that. I think if you had to scientifically, like what is Batman? And what is the platonic ideal yeah. of Batman? It's Batman the Animated Series. Everything like Absolutely. that's oh yep. man, uh, Zach. Any final thoughts on Batman Returns? No, it's great. It's fantastic. I love it. I watch it every year around Christmas time. We barely talked about the fact that it's a Christmas movie. It's a but Christmas movie. Awesome. It's. So I didn't weird. watch it this year in anticipation that I was going to have to watch it for this, and I regret yeah. that because it would take a couple months anyway. And it's a great Christmas movie. Yeah. It's also um, a different – it doesn't come up that much in, like, what's a family's Christmas movie. I've never heard anyone say, like, oh, man, my family watches Batman Returns every – so maybe I have to do that with my family. Maybe – You do, 100%. I have to make my family watch Batman Returns every Christmas. Yeah. I'm going to make my kids, when I have them, watch Eyes Wide Shut. And then <laughs> Child Protective Services yep. will come take That's me away. That's it. That's it. <laughs> um – uh, there was a, there was obviously still a lot of like marketing. There was a lot of toys. There was a lot of, uh, 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 novelizations, a soundtrack. Um, there is a Batman Returns Super Nintendo game that I quite like, and I still play quite often to this day. It's more of a traditional beat em up, beat em up as opposed to the, uh, Batman NES game that is impossible and it, very hard. Batman Returns is more like, hey man, move to the right, beat up guys, you're Batman, congratulations. Great. Yeah, great, don't overthink it. Great video game as far as I'm concerned. Don't overthink it. Um... So, um, fuck, man. This has been the Talon Mix. Thank you for listening. Uh, we have a link in the description to kind of all of our social stuff. We have a Patreon. That's fucking humiliating. <laughs> um, if you're inclined uh, to maybe help us keep doing the show, thank you. Thank you. That's very nice of you. I, I Maybe we'll get something up about the Oscar nomination soon. Oh yeah, that'd be Oscar fun. Oscar nominations, that'd be fun. We haven't talked about it, so maybe maybe we'll do that and get that up soon. 
Um, that should wrap it up for us. Zach, do you have a question for Batman? Yeah, I mean, I just want to, so I can sleep better at night. Batman, can you just tell me who's going to be president in next year? Good night, everybody.